0: Earlier on, I recorded an interview with the wonderful Ali Wiltshire from Fiscal Business Services. Ali knows about management accounts, about how to really take care of the cash in your business so that you don't run out. If you've got fifteen, if you haven't got fifteen or twenty minutes spare, actually make it and spend time watching this video because Ali's advice is is absolute gold. Hope you enjoy. Hey, and welcome to the Networking Retreat audio show, with advice, hints, and tips on business and networking. Presented by your host, author of Business Networking for Dummies, Stefan Thomas. First met Ali Networking, um, pretty much as I met everyone else, um, actually, years and years ago, and have really got to know her over time, and really... I'm thrilled that she's given up some time this morning as we're recording us to come and speak to us. Um, oh, that did work when I pressed the button. Morning, Ali. How are you doing?
1: Good morning, Steph. I'm good. Thank you very much. Looking forward to this.
0: You don't do a lot of video typically, do you? So I, 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 I was really, really keen to talk to you as I know you've got some really interesting things to, to tell people.
1: Yeah, so I think, you know, it's been for me, it's been very much a year of, um, you know, huge change like it has for everybody. And I think if we don't change as business owners, then we're going to be left behind and we've just got to do whatever it takes so that we can survive. Um, So the big I think the biggest change for me, like Steph has said, um, I'd never really had a lot of video experience and really shied away from it. I had used Zoom a couple of times before the lockdown and then, hey-ho, we're using it, you know, all the time. So, you know, I've embraced it and, you know, just really over time, you just get used to it. So now I just make sure that I'm, you know, looking at the person I'm talking to and everything else takes care of itself.
0: And when we, when we last actually met in real life, which is now over a year ago... What did your business look like then? I remember the last time I came to see you, I met you at an office in Swindon, your your your, your office that you had. Um, and I guess life and business has, has changed a bit over that time
1: yes that's right um i was in um you know serviced offices at the nexus business center absolutely loved it there um but what i did was you know being and being a management accountant i thought to myself don't know where things are going to change you know i'd had a couple of changes to my business already and i wasn't sure you know um how long this was going to go on for You know, whether or not I would actually lose clients, um, you know, the shape of clients. Okay, yes, I do management accounts, but some clients, they still, you know, um, they they've only wanted management accounts every quarter or six months. Or some have said annually, even though I keep trying and people hear me say networking, you know, you need management accounts monthly. So for me, I made a decision to um, give up the office also because I had a shoulder operation as well. So there was a contributing factor there. And um, I thought, first of all, it would just be for a few months. But I've adapted working from home. Um, It's got its advantages and disadvantages, but I've always kept. Totally. And the front of my mind is what is right for the business, um, you know, to do. It can always go back into an office later. Um, or I think some serviced offices will change the way they they work. And I think there will be opportunities for people to do maybe hot desking, that sort of thing. So if you work from home, there's options there.
0: I think a lot of businesses will. I mean, we heard ages ago that Google and Twitter were investing quite heavily in in shared office space themselves going forward um and I know a number of big UK businesses have have done the same and have talked about hybrid working and that sort of thing so that's I know that's something that we've got to get used to something that you've just said really interested me because you know this you know this about me for far too long um you've you've said that you shied away from from doing video and stuff like that I shied away for far too long from the numbers in my business. Um I always worked on the basis that as long as I could see money in the bank account then everything must be okay and I I wasn't always good at looking even a month into the future as to to what what might be going out at that point. Mm-hmm. So you you've said that it's important to, to to have management account management accounts monthly whereas a lot of people only ask for them quarterly or yearly. I've got my head around why that's important over the last couple of years I've been um I've been bashed into it by my business partners frankly but for the sake of the people who are watching or listening what's the real benefit of having regular management accounts in your business
1: If you the longer you leave knowing your numbers then you know it's it's a past tense you know if how can people make decisions on something that the the information is so historic. Um, You know, okay, it may only be a month past, but it's still still historic. And what I find is quite often there's, you know, there's over 5 million, um, you know, uh, self-employed business people in the UK. And that's a lot of businesses and a lot of businesses fail. And I think one of the things with the pandemic, it's been very very sad to see a lot of businesses that haven't made it you know some through no fault of their own some though they haven't built up reserves they don't know their numbers and i think the biggest thing by having monthly management accounts is you're going to you're going to have the information kind of slap you in the face the information is there so you've got you can make you're better placed to make the decisions that you need to make it could be that You know it could you you've overspent in certain areas and a lot of people have direct debits that they pay month in month out and then you know i've done it myself i've reviewed and scrutinized everything that i'm spending money on and i you know i talk to my clients regularly and out of all my clients the ones that are surviving and the ones that are actually not just surviving, they're striving and, you know, still building their businesses is because they know their numbers.
0: I think that's it. It came to the point where no matter how much I sold, we we still didn't have enough money in the bank sometimes for for mm. what came up the following month, which which just leads to stress and that sort of thing. You, you talked about having reserves and. And, and, and some a, a way that some people have sort of bought themselves a reserve over the last year or so is by getting a bounce back loan or similar and I um I got an email from my bank just before the weekend to to remind me that it's been almost a year now and we need to start paying that that back soon um what about for for for, for all of the other businesses who've who've got bounce back lo- loans for example what what sort of financial plans should they be making now, in your opinion, as we start to slowly come out of lockdown?
1: It's, you know, it's a big one. It's the Seabulls loans are exactly the same as the, um you know, the bounce back loans. um You know, they're too, a lot of people have taken the money. You know, I've had lots of conversations with people where they're saying that, you know, they're using the money. We've I've always said to people, don't use the money. You know, if you've got a bounce back loan or a seabull's loan, don't use it for um, if you're a limited company to for dividends and things like that you know hopefully people would have used that money wisely Um, I myself took out a bounce back loan I've kept it in a completely separate account and all of my clients that I've spoken to I know that they've also you know done the same but you're right Steph it's coming up to the time Um, there are a few changes on there on like on the bounce back loan um, they are it um, extending um, six months, but people are going to have to, you know, have some decisions to make. So one of them is going to be um, either you pay back the loan um, straight away, or you can change the length of the loan from six to ten years. Um, you can make interest-only payments for the first six months. So That's something that's new that's actually come out. Um, but you can only do this, you know, a couple of times throughout the loan. Or you can pause and re- repay for the t- entire six months. My opinion is start paying back, use the option of interest, you know, only, um, you know, things after six months. I've looked at it and I thought, right, should I pay it back in full? I've decided as a business owner, because it's very cheap money, and I want to put in some capital, you know, expenditure into the business. So look at look ahead, what information, what, what things do you want to do with your business? Now I don't mean obviously, um, you know, spending it wisely. What is going to take your business forward, and then make those decisions whether you pay back the loan. But the the most important thing that I want people to take away from this, have it in the cash. It should already be in your cash flows, um, because you know to you know you with your cash flow you're going to have your sales. Your, your you know expenditure that goes what we call the cost of sales, anything expenditure like networking charges, that sort of thing, labour. Um, and then you have your known overheads. Things like if you're VAT registered and any loans, that should already be in your cash flow so that you know in advance of what is actually, you know, is is going to be the likelihood. Two things I, another two things I really want to point out as well. One is Profit and cash flow, people really get confused and you can be making profits, but be strapped for cash. And, you know, there's areas there. Look at your debtors, Um, you know, look at who owes you money. Be talking to your clients, um, you know, to find out how are they doing, what you know, what you're putting in place, you know, with your business and all of these things be talking to your clients, having those same conversations. And that's what I've done all throughout this pandemic. Sadly, I will lose two clients, two small clients, one that was going to be retiring anyway, and, um, and he's in the transport industry. And I've got another one that um, does consultancy but can't travel. And again, it's a small one. But, you know, none of us want to lose clients or lose our own business.
0: No, but I think I mean it's always to to my mind, it's always worth having that in the back of my mind that that nothing lasts forever in mm. in anyone's business. As much as we'd love to think it does, so clients do come and go over time and you can't you, you, you have to predict with, with an awful lot of honesty to yourself, don't you, that you're gonna lose clients. And actually something that I've I've heard too many times for it to be a coincidence over the last six months is that a load of people who were thinking of retiring over the next two, three, five years have sort of thought mm-hmm. over the last year, well, you know, if I was looking for a sign, here it is. And I think I think a number of people who, who've run businesses, particularly those badly affected by lockdown, have sort of brought their retirement plans forward as well. Um, and, and the other thing is, which I, I, I meant to ask you about, is that I guess having had a year of almost no outgoings for a lot of Businesses like ours, where people work from home, our outgoings might be about to jump up again. I've already been asked by a client if I can go to a face to face meeting um, a little bit later on in the year, and I've not done a face to face meeting for so long. Um, You know, that's going to mean putting petrol in the car and probably paying for a train fare and that sort of thing. So if I end up doing that a few times a month, people really ought to be calculating that their outgoings might might change as lockdown ends just as they changed as, as that's right started. but that's where
1: cash flows people should always be thinking with a cash flow you know so put profits to one side at the moment but cash flow look at your cash flow i always say look at your cash every single day is a good discipline if you do it every day it takes a few moments So, you know, daily of where you are, you know, weekly where you are and monthly and then obviously three months, six months. Do it as long as you can and filter things in. So have your sales pipeline in there, but also like, you know, you quite rightly say. Um, you know, I must admit, my cars had a lovely rest after you know all the travel, and I've done like a lot of people have. But yes, costs will go up, and you just need to factor it in into your cash flow. Don't just go bumbling along, and then hope that you know, with the excitement and forget to do your accounts and your cash flow, because that's when you will, you know, will get some shocks, and they're the businesses that I feel will struggle and may not survive. And also if you've got staff is another thing. There's, you know, there's things around there. Furlough is being extended. Talking to a lot of clients, there's conversations around, you know, Will, you've got to think honestly to yourself, you know, um, using the furlough wisely because if people, you know, and I must admit my own clients, none of my clients are, are claiming furlough where they shouldn't be. Um, Because if, you know, if people have done those sorts of things wrong, then that will come back later on and they could get inspected and have to pay the money back. But always know in advance. And another coming back to management accounts very quickly. If you know a good um, good management account, you'll be putting in a um, provision for corporation tax if you're a limited company, or even if you're a sole trader. You want to know in advance how much you should be putting back for tax, um, because you need to you know need to pay these uh, pay these things. Deferred VAT is another one. You know that's um, that's coming into effect at the um, at the end of March and I'm already saying to clients, you know, what um, have that in your cash flow. There's different. There's three options with the VAT. You can either pay, um, you know, um, pay it completely at the end of March, any deferred VAT, or you can go on to one of their schemes and go online. And I will be putting some things out online with um, things to click on of where they can have these options. Because if you are going to go on the payment scheme for the deferred VAT, you do need to go online and register it. So these are things that I will be putting out because, you know, that will help businesses. But anything that's deferred or loans, remember, it's got to be paid back.
0: When you say you'll be putting stuff out there, you you put articles out. I'm just tapping up your LinkedIn and getting it in front of me at the moment, so people can find articles that you write and that sort of thing about this sort of stuff. On I'll on,
1: put it out on LinkedIn and I'll put it out on Facebook as well.
0: I'll put when I when I publish this video, I'll put the links for people. So I'll put the link to your LinkedIn profile. Um, people Excellent. can find you as Ali Wiltshire, um, and I'll put a link to to your website as as well. What I always realize when, whenever I talk to you is that one of the biggest differences that I made to my life was when I stopped pretending that I knew everything. And, and and everything that you talk about, it's 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 like I've got a blind spot. I know that I could learn it if if I needed to, but but actually, the way forward for me in my business has been to to have that moment of understanding where I concentrate on what I do best mm. and leave. Leave other people to look after the money and that sort of thing because something that you said just then you know i've I've always had a sales pipeline um because I've been selling things professionally since 1983 um but what you just said i I realized far too late in life that I didn't have an expenses pipeline I didn't I, I knew what was coming in or I knew what I could expect to come in, but i wasn't I wasn't factoring in what was going out so sometimes it would look like we were about to have a brilliant month. But I hadn't accounted for stuff going out so mm. until I got my head around the fact that I wasn't the right person to do that and and, and had cleverer people than me look at it I think that's I, I guess that's a, a trap that the lots of business owners find themselves in that it looks like we're having a great month on sales and and even as as big as people like Woolworths I understand were were profitable, as you say, but it was actually their cash flow which which knackered them. So it, it can happen to, is, to any business. And that
1: is a huge, a huge factor on why businesses go down. One of the things that I've, I've you know, one of my extra learning curves in this last year, I've um, come across software, auto entry, and there's other things out there like receipt banking, all things like that. I've, because I've not been able to, you know, see clients um, face to face, because we cover bookkeeping as well as management accounts. And what is, been, you know, a brilliant year for me is that I've been um, using this software, introducing it to my clients and actually it's it's turned out cheaper for my clients because um, it's working more efficiently using software and it's getting the information to me and also then I haven't got to worry about collecting things and that sort of thing, but it's cheaper for the client and they get the information quicker. So sometimes, like in any field, outsource and isn't
0: always as expensive as we fear it could be no and and for me outsourcing means that i can concentrate on the things which do Mm. bring the money into the business which i'm i'm arrogant enough to think that i do better i do that bit better than anyone else in the business but the only way i can do that is if i outsource some other stuff to people who do what they do better than me i think that's a that's been a, a big learning for me before um before we, we we go this morning if you had one tip for for business people out there something that with their finances with their um, accounts something which they they really should be doing what would that what would that tip be?
1: I think is in by by looking at the way you do business if there's anything that is not working, look it and tweak it it doesn't mean to say it's a failure i've been talking to many people they've you know it's been a year of tweaking you know it could be you know finding a a cheaper a more effective um way of working and you know be be honest with yourself you know um like you said don't try to think that we're a master of all things because we're not So I think, you know, making sure that you've got your accounts up to date, but be honest in your business where, because I've had people say to me, they really loved one area of their business. They've got another part of the business. They've realized all the time they're spending on one area, but it's not making them the profits. As much as the other area. So I think it's is um, a little bit of a reality check of what is working and what isn't. And speak to, you know, speak to you know somebody like myself. You know, if you've got an accountant, speak to your accountant, speak to your business advisor and other you know colleagues. Um, and don't don't just bury your head under the sand.
0: And I I will make absolutely sure that people know how to find you and and how to speak to you Ali because what I know you don't do many videos and what you've said has been absolute gold this morning um it's been absolutely invaluable and I hope as many people as possible um listen to this or or watch this it's um I always enjoy chatting to you this is I think the first time we've chatted together where I'm actually going to put the video out so um thank you ever so much for your time Ali this morning I've I've really enjoyed it
1: no, I've enjoyed it as too. And thank you for the opportunity.
0: That was the Networking Retreat audio show. Thanks for listening. If you loved what we had to say and you'd like to hear more, then please subscribe. If you know of anyone else you feel would benefit from this podcast, then please share it with them. We'll see you next time.